Even if you win the lottery, as the authors of this study say, the thrill of winning will soon wear off. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Squeezing the Orange of Social Science, a podcast hosted by myself, Akinomo Bitan, and Professor Dan Cable. On each episode, the two of us pick apart peer-reviewed and published social science papers, and we squeeze them for their best bit so that you, the wonderful listeners, do not have to sift through pages and pages of academic literature. What's up, Dan? Hi, Akin. Hey, hey, hey. You want to go back to 1970s? Hey, time machine. <laughs> I love these ones I when we go back to the past, Classic. man, because they, they just get a bit wild. Yes. Uh, it's even Honestly, wild and reckless. Yes. They, they were a reckless, it was a more reckless time. Before we even dive into this and give the shout-outs to the authors, I'd like to give an overview, just to kind of say, like, listen, mm. if you listeners have to go now, if you have to go catch a bus or some shit like that, here's what you need to know. You can win the lottery or be in a terrible accident, accident and become a paraplegic, and really, after about a year, you're not going to be that different in terms of satisfaction. Mm. It's, it's one of these things, Akin, as we like dig into it, you wouldn't believe it if it weren't for the science. Yeah, I'm with you on that one because it, it feels like an easy choice. Like if given a choice between Obviously. the two, it's always <laughs> going to be the lottery win. Like that's always going to yes. be the the choice. But long term, it's interesting how yeah. the the happiness factor yeah. might not make the big difference that you think. And that's what we're gonna. And by the end of this thing, that's what I'm excited about doing is trying to see whether there is something not depressing about this because the depressing thing would be like either way you're kind of screwed <laughs> you're going to adapt to what happens and it's not going to be that good another way to think of it though is if we're mindful and have a lot of intent so once we know that that's what our mind will try to do we can circumvent that that's why that's what i love about this this is this is where like my 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 mouth starts salivating yes, yes. because like i th- there's a lot of like this like stuff about like hacking life at the moment and maybe it's just like my disposition but a lot of it just kind of seems like we're trying to like win a game whereas gamification of life yeah (laughs) whereas this kind of seems like what about my peace my joy yeah my love my happiness I don't really hear, I don't hear as much about that. And so this feels like what I was able to gain from this paper was, I think I've got some more cognitive skills and outlooks in which I could enjoy my life experience yeah. a bit more with some of this stuff in mind. I'm going to do uh, the title and the uh, shout out to uh, to the peeps. Uh, Philip Brickman, <laughs> uh, Dan Coates, and a Ronnie Janoff-Bullman. And the title of this study is Lottery Winners and Accident Victims is Happiness Relative. And this paper is pretty tasty, right? Because... Yeah. So they're looking at like, there was this idea of like this adapt, adaptation level theory, which, which made a lot of sense to me. And because you mentioned it a bit in the intro here, like as humans, it seems to be one of our great gifts and our massive skills. We adapt to a lot of stuff. Like That's if you're it. listening to this in 2021, guess what? You adapted <laughs> through 2020. You got there. <laughs> right. You got there. <laughs> and you're doing some adapting now. And it's kind of wonderful. It's really, really wonderful stuff. Because what they what they were able to do is 
They were able to interview a bunch of individuals who got some big lotto wins. They actually won the lottery. Yeah. Which is that's like really cool. That's pretty sweet. That's right? an interesting sample. <laughs> it's a really, and they, but they were also able to, inter- I say, but <laughs> here I am putting my own, uh, uh, projections into this, but they were also able to interview a bunch of people who had some like life changing accidents, accidents yeah. to the point where they were either paraplegic or, or quadriplegic. Yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah. that's a bummer. That's devastating. It's the opposite end and of the scale. you thought COVID was bad? <laughs> yeah, that's going to that's gonna take your feet out from under you. I mean, that's really, really... And, and you know, these are people that are now confined to beds, can't really dress themselves. I mean, it's very, very serious stuff. And what's so interesting about this to me is if you took me back 25 years, 30 years, before I started like, getting into kind of like... The power of the mind in terms of deciding how satisfied you are. Mm. Not the environment. Not long ago, maybe it's only 15 years ago, I would have kind of bet on the environment. Yep. I would have kind of bet on, listen, if you're a lottery winner, obviously you're going to be nailing it. Like that's going to be like a lifetime event that now you're made, you're set. Doesn't look that way. It, It seems to wear off. And then as we get there in a minute, it seems to make a lot of normal life not that fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird, Akin? <laughs> it makes sense to me. Yeah, uh, once I, you know it. I yeah. It, yeah, it really does because, yeah. So, yeah, let's get into yeah. some of these groups, actually, because yeah. yeah. I'm always so tempted to, like, just jump straight into a tangent. Do you want to say a little bit more about adaptation? Can I say a little bit Go more for about it. that? Okay. Because the primary theory in my mind is this adaptation um, level theory, which basically means that whether you're happy with your life is a judgment. And your brain does that based on kind of the stimulation that you're getting now compared to your previous history. So like one of the studies that they actually showed was how there were these soldiers. This study was going back in the 50s now, but there were these soldiers that the better educated ones did a lot better in the military and got promoted to these like high level responsibility positions. But the weird thing is they saw themselves as not doing that well. Whereas the people who didn't have any high school, they didn't even finish high school, they kind of felt like they were doing great. And so objectively, they're not doing as great, but subjectively, they're happier with their lives than the people that sort of made it. I just, I think that that kind of thing, I guess everybody knows about that kind of thing a little bit, but when you start looking at the science and unfurling the data and you just see how strong those trends are, it sort of is why we do squeezing the orange. Mm. It really holds up in a salient, bright way the kind of facts of how we have to construe reality. It's not that reality really has that much effect in it. it that, that's really fascinating. And I, in addition, I think one of the cautions here is comparison. It's like we're comparing ourselves to other people. We're comparing ourselves to ourselves. We're comparing ourselves to our past. We're comparing ourselves to this, like, this future. De- and it's just, whoa, 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 Like, at some point, we're going to have to be. That's really interesting. And I think that's when we find out where yeah. we're at. Yeah. Is when we just, okay, well, how do I feel about yeah. what I'm actually going through right now? I really like that. Okay, well, let's come back to that at the very end. Because, to me, that goes to that element of... 
are, once we know this is what our mind's going to do to us or for us, can we take a step outside of that and say, listen, I only have about 30 more years anyway. Why don't I just go ahead and have fun with that? Why don't I go ahead? Why don't I decide to get in front of it rather than it pulling me in the social comparison direction? A funny thing happened as an aside briefly. I used to live over in Primrose Hill. Nice. Now I live in Kentishtown. When I was in Primrose Hill, I don't think that I recognized it, but we were low person on the totem pole. Mm. We lived like in a basement flat when a lot of the folks, very low no, on the yes, totem pole. Literally at like, the bottom of the totem pole. Like, and a lot of our friends had like the whole house. They would yeah. have like eight, nine million pound things. And we have this like little basement flat. And um, you kind of got the sense that maybe we were a source of derision sometimes. Mm. Like maybe they would laugh because like to, to, to them, that's throwaway space. Like they didn't even develop that part of their house. Yeah, they built like our the whole thing. Junk. Yeah, you got. <laughs> and there's a lot of Maseratis racing, a lot of Ferraris, literally a lot of um, beautiful, beautiful cars. And so I'm in Kentishtown now. You don't see a lot of that. So what's funny is I went over there recently, and as we're walking around, I really found myself noticing the the cars, the Jaguars, and the the really really nice Porsches, and these these cars. It's like oh. I wonder why I don't have one of those. So it really is that element of like, if you're not careful, your mind, see, everybody's mind maybe, just starts this comparison process that isn't necessarily happiness making. Yeah. Like, why does it do that? That's the bizarre, <laughs> that's the, that right there, right? If it, like, because this, I think that right there is the bit in me that gets very like pent up yeah. when we do Squeezing the Orange, when we yeah. do these episodes. It's like, yo, brain, what the hell are you playing at, man? What are you on about? Like, like <laughs> you're making it less good in here. Yeah. Like, it's like, at least it's like, because some, sometimes we might create like a delusion yeah. and be like, I don't want a Ferrari. Yeah. But that kind yeah. of thinking yeah. might cause us to be happy now mm-hmm. because we have like, I have decided I I have, I have no interest in these material yeah. things. I'm better and than that. And my joy comes from time with friends and family and experiences and... Yo, that's pretty damn helpful and useful. But the idea that the brain would operate in a way where it sees something that you want but don't have and then compares the Ferrari to your bicycle and then all of a sudden you're miserable. That's a marketing person's dream. Right? That's like just, that's why. Right? Let's let's get back in. Okay, so, 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 yeah, yeah, let's dive back in. So the first study, what they wanted to do in this first study is they wanted to look at people who'd won the lotto and they wanted to look at people who'd had these life debilitating accidents and they wanted to compare their sense of happiness, essentially. To a control group as well. Yes, and they had a control group as well who probably turned up for like five bucks and didn't even realize how (laughs) they didn't realize how much they had been speared by not genuinely being in either of these groups so um so what i found interesting as well like the lotto winners so there was 22 of them and seven of them had won one million yep and i was a bit like okay firstly i don't have a million so this just lets you know what kind of like like 1976 exactly what kind of stickers up my i'm like a million (laughs) don't trifle with me (laughs) But then I then did like one of those Google things and that'd be worth yeah. like about almost four million yeah. now. I'd be right. like, oh, okay. yeah, that would come in handy. Yeah, I would, I would, I okay. I, <laughs> I would accept your four million. Thank you very much. Um, but then some of the winners, there was three of them who'd won like 50K, which still is like, that's like a big chunk in yeah. terms of like, ship. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like change your life that situation. That could change your life. That could be back then. 
a house and a boat. You know what I mean? Like that could be a houseboat, car, mm. and pay off somebody else's mortgage. You know, right? It's it's pretty significant. This is in Illinois. You know, like this probably isn't in the highest cost of living area mm. as well. And then they also went into that same area and got their control group, and so that that became a pretty good comparison. And then um, it's funny how they used to do research. You know, this is in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. That's why they considered the best psychology journal, because it both brings theory and really high-end data. That's the way we see it now. So in our domain of, like, <laughs> social science, it's the bomb. It's kind of funny how you can get, like, 22 people in that group, 30 or 40 in a control group. There's not really a survey or anything. We're just going to ask them some questions. We're just going to ask them. Now, a lot of times we're going to go there in person. Sometimes we're just going to do on the phone. <laughs> it depends if we have time. <laughs> it's, it's really a different norm of publishing. Now, by the way, folks, I'm not saying that means it's invalid. I am saying that, like, you would not get this paper published now. Mm, <laughs> it's like the golden age of just smuggling. Just, get this shit. Get, 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 get it. 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 Everyone was doing it back then. Everyone was going to school, getting PhDs, and just getting these loose papers published in the best year. It was the times. <laughs> so, like, so how how do you how do you measure happiness? Because yeah, they had a few yeah, questions yeah. here, and it's 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 quite like an abstract yeah. thing. Like, you know, there's lots of words that we have in the English yeah. language. Like, but it's like, the hell does that mean? Yeah. So they they also have to figure out like how are we gonna yes. measure. It's how tricky business. Happy Let me read are. some of that stuff. Like just so people, because these are the actual interview questions that they ask people. So respondents were asked to rate how happy they were now, not at this moment, but at this stage in their life. That would have been a question that they would have rated. And that would be like on a one to five, was it? I think this one was one to five. One to five yeah, scale. I think these ones were one to five. And then it would be like, they were asked to rate how happy they were before winning, if they were a lottery group, or like before the accident, if they were the victim group, mm. or like six months ago, if you were in the control. So they just put these, and then they said like, how happy do you think you'll be in a couple of years? So then they would just like project what they thought they would be living or whatever. And here's another one. I love this stuff, by the way. They're like, these are now lottery winners who, by definition, randomly won an award. They said, <laughs> did you feel in any way that you deserved that? Mm. That's tasty. Right? I love that. Also with um, victims, the accident victims, where they're like, do you feel like you deserved that? How much of that was just luck? I think that stuff's pretty interesting. We can dig into some of that. Yeah, later. yeah. No, that yeah, we can probably dig into some of that now yeah, actually because yeah. like yeah. like I've always like until reading this paper like I'd put I'd put so much of an emphasis on the luck element of winning the lottery. Like like a strong emphasis on like you because didn't do, it's random. Yeah, I didn't do anything. <laughs> but you kind of did. You bought a ticket. You bought a ticket and this, what's interesting about this, and this is kind of like the paper plus kind of what I'm looking at here, because, and, and we'll weave this in a bit more. Yeah, yeah. It's like, to an extent, like one, you've got to have a certain degree of optimism about yourself. But then also you have to throw yourself at something knowing you're likely to lose, but that you've done your bit to win. And there's something there, which I think if we remove the lotto, the lotto win for it, 
And this is probably going to like get into some friggin' like spiritual hoo-ha stuff. But every day you wake up, you kind of won the lottery. Yeah, yeah, you already step. got it. Like you've, so there, there yeah. you But then also like all of the decisions that we're now making in life day to day is like, are we throwing our luck at the universe? Like at life like that? Cause like the odds of being happy aren't as great as the odds of winning the lottery. But you still have to kind of get your happiness to, you, like, you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, as I'm going through mm. the day, I kind of still have to be a bit like, I'm choosing yeah. to yeah. do something that I think mm. is going to lead to me being happier. Yeah. And that's not playing the lotto, but it might just be like saying thank you to the bus driver yeah. Yeah. or, you know, like being grateful that yeah. you get a lunch break yeah. or that you like, it's so I like, why well, I, I love what you're saying there, Akin. And like, if I just take that one step farther, it's like everybody listening to this right now probably has already won the lottery. Um, you know, if you're making more than twenty five thousand, you're in the what is that? The ninetieth percentile? No, hundred thousand is the ninety eighth percentile club, right? Well, I think I'm not sure of this, but like, if you're making a hundred grand, you're in the top two percent. Let's just say they're making like thirty or forty, though, compared to like most humans in the world. You're like in the top 80th percentile. Like that's kind of water. And like, here's the funny thing. That has a lot to do kind of with where you're born. Right. Whether your parents had enough money to like set you up a little bit, either some education or yep. get some high school anyway. And it's just kind of funny how we forget all that. We assume all the good stuff. It's like, well, yeah, I'm entitled to that. Right. It's like, but all, what about all the people that didn't get that? They didn't get born with all that stuff. Were they, did they do some shit wrong? And we, we do, we do dumb shit as humans because what we do, right, is we, we go to school or, you know, however it is that we acquire our mm, 25k mm, plus, mm, you know, if you plus up to friggin' being a billionaire. And then Elon Musk. This is, this is where, right? Okay. So I'm going to make a couple of points, right? This is where we do dumb shit when we get even a little bit of good fortune yeah. or goodness in life. Because what we do is we make a little bit of money and then we're like, I'm now going to move to a rich That's area. It. No, you idiot. Yeah. Go move where all the broke people Go are for. and be the king of the tramps, man. It's like it's big fish, little yeah. pond every day, yeah. every day. <laughs> like convert something under a bridge, right? And be the person who's making 25 and everyone's like you live under a bridge it's like yeah it's like why because compared to everyone else i'm royalty man i buy other people beer because there's that tipping point right there's a tipping point where like no one these billionaires they go buy some land in some remote and they're just a bit like i need to get away or you get like uh, some of these peeps who may be cashed out on some sort of like business and then they move to some like town in like thailand and they open a bar it's like yeah i don't want to be around all of the people that are going to just bring me down i'd rather be there seems to be something there seems to be something that some people are catching on to just like the environment that we create for ourselves man we've gone so far off of this paper i hope you guys are having a good time because we are because you know what like good news is we're more than halfway done with it because honestly what they really showed if i was like even to jump into the numbers if they had these three different groups and they did ask them in kind of funny ways and it was interviews and not questionnaires but at the end of the day it's still pretty valid to say that when you look at the past yes 
the victims saw it as statistically significantly substantially rosier mm. than the winners. Mm. So it's almost like the winner said, oh, it wasn't nearly as good before I won. And then the victims were like, it used to be pretty awesome back then. And then if you look into the future, this is really funny. In the future, the victims are statistically happier. They're thinking it's going to be better for me than it is now because yep. like it's all about like this contrast. And the, the, the sort of lottery winners are saying like, about like now. And then they ask about what are called mundane pleasures. Mm. And that's like eating a meal or like, what was another one? Do you remember? Talking to a friend. Yeah. Like talking to a friend. So here's a good one. The victims were statistically significantly higher on that dimension. So like they found a way to get more joy out of daily life than the lottery winners. That that's a pretty big aha. Like, I don't know if you folks out there listening have even heard about these kind of studies, but before I would have heard about this kind of study, I'm not sure I would have bought that. Like, I come from a family where like the lottery winner, like that means you've won everything. Like if the lottery winner, that's the same as saying blessed and forever happy. And to kind of learn like actually not so much because you just kind of adapt to it and then you become kind of entitled to more and then you look down at life kind of. Mm. Yeah. And this is like really fascinating because um, from what I understand, what's going on here is when you win the lotto, and I'll just keep it as the lotto as an example for now, what happens is your it, it creates an anchor. So it creates this reference point of how good have you ever felt. And what that does is when you like you win four million, you find out in a moment that you're four million pounds better off. You find out in a moment. Yeah. That just spikes yeah. everything. Wow. wow. And so all yeah, of a sudden now. Faint. I, 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 you, you know what? I mean, that, if I find out I've got four mil and I faint. You know what? Whoever wants to laugh at me, I don't want to be your friend anymore because I got four million pounds. I got options. I got options. That is amazingly overwhelming. Like, I'm a bit of a hippie in the sense of like, I kind of compare that joy to like a good night out or like a good conversation. And I, but like, I guess it's easy for me to make that comparison because I've not won four mil. But there's the, and I think this is what's beautiful about this study is, and if we kind of consider all of ourselves to be lotto winners in a different extent, if you've got a friend who you can call and actually have a laugh and a good time with, ka-ching! Mm. Because something happens when we yeah. look back uh-huh. and we start realizing, oh shit, like I actually had it really good when I was able to meet that person or to call that person or when I was able to like enjoy that meal or, and it it kind of ties a bit back when we did our nostalgia episode and we, we came up with this idea about creating nostalgia. It's very interesting to think that the days that we're cursing, maybe because we don't have enough, as much money as we'd like, or we, we're not able to do certain, like those are going to be the days that actually, depending on how we perceive and engage with that day, that very same day, yeah. it could be a day that we look back on and be a bit like, man, that shit was sweet. Yeah. That's when I had it good. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I'm kind of yeah. like bending through the past, the present and the future a, a bit, but that seems to be how our minds operate Somehow at the same must. time. Cause like we're, yep. yeah, there's a value in being present and in the moment. And that's kind of what this mindfulness movement is trying to remind everyone of. 
But at the same time, we're spending a lot more of our time in the past yeah. and in the yeah. future. Yeah. So th- there's something yeah. there where it's just a bit like, if we can just really make now mean something yeah. great, yeah. we'd be able to look back and be yeah. a bit like, that was pretty sweet. Akin and I are pretty good friends, listeners. And we have something that we do called proactive nostalgia making, where we, we try to customize little events that we know in a year or five, we'll look back and say like, that day was pretty good. Right. Do you remember that day we did that? <laughs> right. Remember like curating experiences and boy, it doesn't take 4 million to have those it experiences. It really doesn't. It's more like 14 it, it quid. Right? It doesn't take 4 million to have the kind of good time where you're a bit like, and I don't really tell that many people about what we got up to. That's that going to have to be like, our secret. That <laughs> anyway, let me, um, as we move toward close here, let me say that we've kind of got these two issues after study one. Um, we kind of told you the big ahas there. One issue is, well, maybe the difference isn't actually the effect of the lottery, but a general tendency that like people who buy lottery tickets might just get less pleasure in their lives than like other people who don't buy them. And, um, I don't know, that actually makes a lot of sense to me because it could be that like dissatisfaction with life, like mundane life as it's called, that's why people buy lottery tickets because it's I need to take it out of here. Look right? Eyes on a new house, you know? <laughs> so there's that. And then the second one is maybe like merely asking people about like a lottery questionnaire reminds them that some people win the lottery and that makes everything compared to that. Mm. So the survey slash questionnaire itself reminds them that you're a lottery winner and we're comparing you to the other lottery winners, which all of a sudden then the social comparison is like, well, yeah, I won, but kind of everybody here did. So they did study too to take care of some of those issues. Yes. And so that one, there was, this was just all like regular peeps, right? Yep. So they got like 84 people who kind of lived in a similar Same area. Same area. Um, Out of the phone yeah. Book. Yep. Yeah, which is really important it also is. because, uh, well, because th- different lifestyles, you've yep. got different lifestyles, different cultures, different costings of things. So yep. like, I thought that was like, that was pretty sweet. That was solid. like in a sense of someone who m- wins four mil. And if you live in London, you might not be as happy as someone who wins four million, but lives in Newcastle. Yeah. Or, and, yeah, in the middle of, um, Illinois, like they, yep. they give away land. Like, you know, it's just like, there's, there's huge swaths of that where it's like, nobody really wants it. <laughs> I do love the idea of being worth four million, but living in like a really rough part of town and just becoming a nuisance to everyone who lives there. Just bothering everyone. Right? Music too loud, late at night. Anyway, anyway, back to this. Oh, dear. Mm. So, yeah, so they they asked the participants uh, similar questions. So what they were also trying to do is, what was interesting in this, so they had, like, um, the uh, 80-plus participants, divided them into two groups, but, like, with half of them, roughly half of them, they had this, they assigned, like, the lottery cover story condition. Yeah, and that's cool because they use the exact same cover story as with the actual lottery winners. Yes. That's powerful. Yeah, and what that's doing, to my understanding, it's meaning that when we're now asking you these questions about life you've now got this comparison to this exactly. idea that some people win the lottery exactly. and the other groups they just did not mention yep. the lottery at all yep. until I believe after yeah, but that end. was for like yeah. for some different reasons yeah. and so yeah what That's they're it. trying to look for there is like 
if there's just the hint of acknowledgement that you know some people win the lottery, what does that do to people's to people's levels of, of That's happiness? Right. That's right. And the idea that people because they were also looking at within those groups, they also asked to see who did and did not play the lottery yeah. themselves. That's it. So they were That's sprinkled throughout. Also. Absolutely, yeah. So those two things are what this study was about. And the first thing is like just slam dunk. They found that the buyers of lottery tickets and the non-buyers of lottery tickets were identical in terms of how happy they felt, both now, past, and future. Yeah. So it's like they just knocked that one straight down. And that's good. That's good science. The second one was a little bit more tricky to interpret. In my opinion, I'm not even 100% sure I got this, mm. but it's when you got the everyday life cover story, you know, nothing about the lottery at all. They did rate their past as happier than people that were in the lottery condition. So that does a little bit cloud things a, yeah. a little bit because it means that the way you ask the question affected the way you reported the results. None of these people actually won the lottery. So... <laughs> Everybody's still broke. Everybody's still flat out broke here. So I actually think that that's kind of a big deal. Whereas the lottery group rated their future happiness higher than the everyday group did. So I guess what I'm saying here, folks, is again, this probably wouldn't be published now because that's a little messy. Yeah, it's messy, but I did like their interpretation of it. I thought their interpretation of it was pretty fun, especially as a... Because it was kind of like a warning to myself yes. about the hazards of comparison. Of framing and, yeah, and frame, yeah, yeah, framing yeah. is actually better than yeah. comparison. Yeah. Because I think the, the group who had were aware that other individuals were winning the lottery, like, and, I, and again, I need to like, be, I need to do this bit super slowly to kind of remember which way it kind of like yeah. shifts. Yeah. So if you're part of the lotto condition yes. and you're aware that people have won the lottery, you're comparing your past as being more was it more negative it's more negative it was more negative yeah. and i think maybe it's because it's this idea of this whole time mm -hmm. I, I could have been a winner yeah, I, I wasn't yeah i couldn't been a winner and i wasn't yeah yet the, the they were projecting their future yes. but they projecting their future as, as being happier. better as happier and that makes sense because it's like yeah. oh, i'll be loaded right i'll have everything now yeah and that actually, I'm going to say one more thing, but I want to come back to that point. I don't know how long have we been chatting. Uh, we've got like about a, a minute okay. or two. Okay, <laughs> so get this. I, get out of here. I do want to say this very last thing. They did say, this is a point blank quote, merely introducing the lottery as a context for the interview had no impact on participants' views of the ordinary pleasures that they mm. considered. So that's the thing that they hung their hat on. And I do buy that part. I do buy that part, which means that the framing and the priming of the survey didn't affect whether any given day felt good to them. And yes. that's, that's why their sample one, study one, it is pretty valid in terms of... Okay, so I'm going to put that away. The last thing I guess I'm really deeply intrigued by is um, this point that you were just making. What, what was that point that you were just making? I really uh, enjoyed it. Was it that. the past and future one in terms of like uh, framing versus... Oh, so I, I think what it really comes down to is what I want to say in leaving today's discussion is if we can use this science and this squeezing the orange kind of mentality to say... Our brain kind of naturally acts this way. The science of our brain is it's going to take lovely things that you have and kind of dismiss them as earned, entitled, deserved, and then look to compare you with times that might not really make you very happy right now. Once you know that it's doing that and you want to have a happy life, there's things that you can focus on to just make today better. It's 
really, I think I can summarize it as it's the difference between feeling entitled and feeling grateful. And I think that that is the gratitude study. Yeah. It, it really has a load to do with like remembering that just the fact that I get today is kind of something to be grateful for. Like this is a day I get to go experience. If you're not careful, your mind might be like, but I want more. <laughs> and that part of your brain does not make happiness happen. <laughs> so I'm out of here. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, thank you very much for rocking with us. Like, these things, these things are so much fun to like, kind of like fly through. And this, this one was a, a short paper also. So I'd say this is probably another one, which I'd say to the listeners is probably worth like giving it a read. There's info to it in the, in the description of this, but like, please, for the love of God, try to enjoy your goddamn lives while you can. Like try while you can, because there's, there's external and internal elements. It kind of feels like it's a bit of a war. There's internal and external elements, which are trying to separate you from being happy in the present moment and we have a lot more power over that than we like to think and if we exercise that a lot more we could just we could, we could have a riot this this thing could be I think a we should go do that now yeah let's let's get out of here Ciao, and riot. enjoy the rest of your lives <laughs>